ancestors surround us. Welcome to Advancing the Art of Aging. I'm Carol Silver Elliott, President and CEO of the Jewish Home Family, a continuum of services for older adults located in northern New Jersey. And it's our pleasure to bring you this podcast series to help you learn more, not just about our services, but about aging services in general. I'm very delighted that today our guest is Naomi McDermott. Naomi is Director of Social Services at the Jewish Home at Rockley. Naomi, welcome. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to be here. Well, we're very happy to have you here. There's so many things we could talk about. But what I really want to start with is talking about some of the things that you've experienced and learned over the last months of this COVID experience, some of the lessons learned about how we can help families and how we can support elders during these difficult times. Well, that is much more than one podcast, of course, because we have walked away from COVID with so many critical lessons learned and how to just do better. In fact, COVID has given given us many opportunities to improve the lives of our elders on many different spectrums. One of the spectrums that is always important to look at is advanced directives and having a conversation about the what if. It turns out in all of our lives, not just our elders' lives, we make plans around joy, around fabulous and fun-filled events, but we don't plan for the sadness in life. And COVID has reminded us that there are times in life that are just sad. We also know that just like when we plan for a joyous occasion, The moment to plan for it is not at that time, but ahead of time. So one of the best lessons that we learned that we want all of our elders and their families to know is the importance of understanding someone's choices when it comes to health care decisions. That's a complicated topic in and of itself. So... As, as I know you do on a regular basis, you have conversations with families about making health care choices. But what does that really mean? What it really means is making sure that when someone can't tell us what they do or don't want done, that they have already had that conversation with us. Ideally, everyone should have health care directives written with their physician Lawyers are wonderful for writing living wills, but we need your doctor involved with health care decisions. And if you don't have that conversation with your physician and document it, at least to have that conversation with your family so they know. Often in a crisis, a doctor will turn to an adult child or a family member or a spouse and say, what does your loved one want? And your response is, everything. And that may not always be the best choice. So what do you want should be about a conversation, not about a critical decision at a critical time. So I think that's fabulous advice. And as a family member, 
I think it's also difficult. Maybe it's easier now because of the current environment, but I think it's difficult to say to your loved one, gee, you know, we ought to have the conversation or you ought to get your doctor involved in talking about what you want in the what-if scenarios. How would you suggest people approach that? So the easiest way to approach it is by having it be a non-threatening conversation where you don't say, do you want this or that? But say, let's talk about the what-ifs. The most difficult conversation is really about the most simplest piece of an advanced directive, and that's called a do not resuscitate. And it's known in healthcare as a DNR. But it's also the most misunderstood document because it does not mean don't take care of me, don't give me medicine, don't give me oxygen, don't give me pain medication. It doesn't mean any of those things. What it means is that if I die, do you want me, do you want someone to try and bring me back to life or resuscitate me, or do you want a natural death? And when we talk to our elders about that, they often feel that if they have a do not resuscitate, it means that if they're in pain, we don't give them pain medication. If they're sick, we don't give them medicine. If they can't breathe, we don't give them oxygen. If they need to go to a hospital, we don't send them to a hospital. When really a DNR doesn't mean any of those things. It doesn't mean do not take care of. So what we would like to do is ask, not do you want me to, do you want to do not resuscitate? But ask, if you die, do you want a natural death or would you like someone to try and bring you back to life? And then if they have questions about what that means, that's when you pull in the professional to help. So what I hear you saying as advice to families is to help break things down into really understandable terms. Correct. Don't talk in legalese. Don't talk in medical jargon. When asked a simple question of, if you die, would you like to have a natural death? That's very different than saying, do you want to be a do not resuscitate, which sounds scary. like you don't care, care about yeah. someone. It's, it's scary language, really. And, you know, sometimes I think it's beneficial to start a conversation with an elder in your own family by saying, I've been thinking about this for myself. And these are some things I'm thinking about because honestly, this could be a discussion any of us have at any point in life. How, what do you think? So that you're not opening a door that says, oh, well, you're elderly, so therefore we have to have this conversation. I'm always impressed, Carol, with how many of our elders have real clear wants and desires about what they don't want because they have seen other loved ones go through it. And they immediately say, oh, God, I don't want that. Oh, please don't make them do that to me. Oh, I'd never want that. So having the discussion when you're calm and you're peaceful and when it's not a crisis is a win-win. So, Naomi, from there, we're talking about people expressing their preferences, but let's also talk about end of life, which is 
related, but not the same thing. You know, people have a lot of questions about what does it mean when we talk about hospice or palliative care and a lot of misunderstandings about that. Can you clear some of those up for us? Oh, absolutely. When when I look at end-of-life hospice or palliative care, I look at a chapter. I don't look at a day or two because our stories are our life, and each part of our life has a chapter. And when that last chapter of our life can be written with enhanced care, with pain-free, with all sorts of benefits, we should write that chapter as best we want it to be. One of the challenge with, with hospice is people believe to be on it, you have to be a day or two from death. And that's just not true. It's about a chapter, not a sentence. So hospice care is about how you choose to live that last life chapter and getting all the enhanced care and all the specialized services that people are entitled to and can benefit from. In fact, we want you to benefit from services and the more services we can get you, and the sooner we can get them to you, the more you will benefit. We also suggest, and I personally suggest to many families, that they not just talk about what a course of treatment is, but the price of treatment. And I don't mean about dollars and cents. Since we all have limited time, if the course of treatment gets me an extra time? Am I going to be sick that time? Am I going to be up and back to a hospital in that time? Am I not going to be able to eat and enjoy my family and friends during that time? So it also comes down to looking at quality of time, not just quantity. And again, it's, it's like a major birthday party. You don't plan for it the day of your birthday. You plan for it ahead of time. And you make sure you have all the things ready to celebrate it. And that chapter of our life needs to be celebrated the same way. Unfortunately, Carol, everyone I know is going to die. It's just, Me too, actually. It's just a reality of life. So because that's our, the end of all of our stories, the idea that we can make that last chapter as enjoyable as the first, or at least as pain-free and comfortable as the first is our objective. You know, it's interesting, Naomi, having had experience with um, running a hospice in in another organization, one of the things we found almost right off the bat was that when someone was accepted for hospice and the first thing that happens is that any non-essential medications are discontinued, we found that in some cases it improved their quality of life and in other cases extended that life in a way that had a higher quality. So hospice, is, what you're saying is hospice is not something to be afraid of. Yes, and it's also not something that hastens death or speeds it up. It is something that allows us to join, enjoy our time on earth with quality and dignity and care. So... In fact, speeding up death and hasten it, I I believe that's called something else that is in the criminal justice arena, not 
not a loving and caring environment. Absolutely. So as the director of social services, how do you help families that are going through all of these difficult kinds of conversations we've been talking about? Well, we have what I like to call a conversation. And we have that conversation before the crisis. And we make sure that the person having the conversation with you is as comfortable as you and I are with it. Because many people are afraid of this conversation, are afraid of death, are afraid of hospice, palliative care, end of life. Those are all very scary things, but they're all real and they're all here. Talking about it and making it less scary gives great comfort, not just to the elder, but to the whole family. So we set the tone and allow that pebble we throw into the pond have that ripple effect on everyone. Naomi, you and I could probably talk all day um, about this and many other subjects, but I know our time is running short. I look forward to having you with us on another podcast. There's much more to talk about. And thank you so much for being you and for being here today with us. Thank you. And thank you for allowing me the privilege of being part of the Jewish home family. All of the children rise, elders with wisdom rise, ancestors surround us rise.